Welcome to Zichud Daf Simanim and Rabbi Avram Goldar, and today we're going Yuma Daf Dalad, the first parak Sukkah Shehikavoa. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, the Gemara presents several halachas pertaining to the Mishnah's ruling that a Sukkah above twenty amos is puzzle. If the Sukkah was taller than twenty amos, and the leaves of the palm branches that comprise its chach were dangling into the airspace of the Sukkah within twenty amos of the floor, if the shade provided by these tips is greater than their sunlight, it's kosher. If not, it's puzzle. If the Sukkah was exactly ten fucking tall, the minimum height of a Sukkah, and the palm branch leaves were dang within the tent fachim, Abai thought to say, if their sunlight is greater than their shade, it's kosher. Rabba said to Abai, but this is a dwelling that's uncomfortable to live in, and a person doesn't live in such a dwelling. Point number two, the Gemara presents another case of a sukkah that is taller than 20 amos, Ubanaba Itzvah, and one built in it a platform opposite the entire face of the sukkah's middle wall, so that the platform abuts all three walls. And this platform contains the minimum required area for a sukkah, which is 7 by 7 tfachim, the sukkah's kosher. If he built the platform on the side of the sukkah, which Rashi explains means that it runs along one wall, part of the middle wall, but is distant from the third wall, then if there is from the edge of the platform until the opposite wall a distance of four amos, it's possible. If the distance is less than four amos, it's kosher. Rush explains that it's kosher based on the halachal moshmisinai dofen akuma, a bent wall. This law allows us to qualify sukkah by bending up to slightly less than four amos of its wall. That is, we view the schach that abuts the distant wall as part of the wall itself. We then measure the sukkah's height from the edge of the platform until the head of the curved extension for a distance of 20 amos or less. The more it clarifies that even though the law of Dovan Akuma is already taught elsewhere, this case of the platform is coming to teach that even though the third wall was not a valid wall to begin with because it was above 20 amos, we can still apply the halacha of Dovan Akuma to it to remedy the disqualification. And point number three, the Gemara presents another case of a sukkah taller than 20 amas, and one built in it a pillar that is 10 tefachim tall and a 7 by 7 tefachim. Abai thought to say, good asik mechista, that we would extend and raise the partition on each side of the pillar's sides to the schach above, creating a valid sukkah on the pillar's top. Rush explains that since the pillar's sides are themselves partitions 10 tefachim in height, the top of the pillar can be viewed as though it were surrounded by the partitions rising from below. Rav said to Veleka, we need noticeable walls for a sukkah, and there are none here. The Rishonim explained that although good asik would work for Hilcho Shabbos to consider the top of the pillar a Rishosi Yachid, it doesn't apply here since the area of a sukkah must be a dira, a dwelling place, and this can only be attained through noticeable walls. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara presents several halachas pertaining to the Mishnah's ruling that a sukkah above 20 amas is puzzle. If the sukkah was taller than 20 amas, and the leaves of the palm branches that comprise its schach were dangling into the airspace of the sukkah within 20 amas of the floor, if the shade provided by these tips is greater than their sunlight, it's kosher. If not, it's puzzle. If the sukkah was exactly 10 tefachim tall, the minimum height of a sukkah, and the palm branch leaves were dangling within the 10 tefachim, Abai thought to say, if their sunlight is greater than their shade, it's kosher. Rabbi said to Abai, But this is the dwelling that's uncomfortable to live in, and a person doesn't live in such a dwelling. Point number two, the Gemara presents another case of a sukkah that is taller than 20 amos, Ubanaba Itzaba, and one built in a platform opposite the entire face of the sukkah 
sukkah's middle wall, so that the platform abuts all three walls. And this platform contains the minimum required area for a sukkah, which is seven by seven tfachim, the sukkah's kosher. If he built the platform on the side of the sukkah, which Rashi explains means that it runs along one wall, part of the middle wall, but is distant from the third wall, then if there is from the edge of the platform until the opposite wall a distance of four amos, it's possible. If the distance is less than four amos, it's kosher. Rush explains that it's kosher based on the halacha Moshe Misinai of Dofen Akuma, a bent wall. This law allows us to qualify sukkah by bending up to slightly less than four amas of its wall. That is, we view the schach that abuts the distant wall as part of the wall itself. We then measure the sukkah's height from the edge of the platform until the head of the curved extension for a distance of 20 amas or less. The Gemara clarifies that even though the law of Dofen Akuma is already taught elsewhere, this case of the platform is coming to teach that even though the third wall was not a valid wall to begin with because it was above 20 amas, we can still apply the halach of dope and akuma to it to remedy the disqualification. And point number three, the Gemara presents another case of a sukkah taller than 20 amas and one built in it a pillar that is 10 tfachim tall and is 7 by 7 tfachim. Abai thought to say, good asik mechista, that we would extend and raise the partition on each of the pillar's sides to the schach above, creating a valid sukkah on the pillar's top. Rush explains that since the pillar's sides are themselves partitions, ten fucking height, the top of the pillar can be viewed as though it were surrounded by the partitions rising from below. Rava said to Abai, We need noticeable walls for a sukkah, and there are none here. The Rishon explained that although Gadasik would work for Hilchah Shabbos to consider the top of the pillar a Rishos Yachid, it doesn't apply here since the area of a sukkah must be a dira a dwelling place. This can only be attained through noticeable walls. Alright, so now we go to our sim for Davdalin, and our standard simon is a door, a del at a door. So here goes. The owners took the door off the 20 Amasukkah, where the dangling hutzing didn't provide the majority of shade, and used it as a platform instead. After they were told their good Asik idea with the tent fucking pillar wouldn't work. Once again, it's slow motion. The owners took the door off the 21 Amasukkah door. That must be on Davdalin. The owner took the door off the 21 Amasukkah, where the dangling Lutzing didn't provide the majority of shade, which reminds us that if the sukkah was taller than 20 Amas, the Hutzing Yordim Mitochesimama and the leaves of the palm branches that comprise its schach were dangling into the airspace of the sukkah within 20 Amas of the floor, if the shade provided by these tips is greater than their sunlight, it's kosher. If not, it's puzzle. If the sukkah was exactly 10 fucking tall, the minimum height of a sukkah, the hutzin yording latochasari, and the palm branch leaves were dang within the tent fachim, Rava told Abai that even if the sunlight was greater than the shade, it's a dira sarucha, a dwelling that's uncomfortable to live in. So the owners took the door off the 21 on a sukkah, where the dangling hutzin didn't provide the majority of shade, and used it as a platform instead, which reminds us that the case of a sukkah that is taller than 20 amas, ubanaba isaba, and one built a platform in it, is coming to teach that even though the third distant wall was not a valid wall to begin with, because it was above 20 amas, we can still apply the Halacha of Dovan Akuma to it to remedy the disqualification. So the owners took the door off the 21 Amasukkah, where the dangling Hutzin didn't provide the majority of shade, and used it as a platform instead, after they were told their good Asik idea with the 10 fucking pillar wouldn't work. Which reminds us that the case of a sukkah taller than 20 amos, where one built in it a pillar that is 10 fachim tall and is 7 by 7 fachim, we cannot apply the law of good asik, which would extend and raise the partition on each of the pillar's sides to the schach above, creating a valid sukkah on the pillar's top, because the area of a sukkah must be a dira, a dwelling place which can only be attained through mechitzos and yikaros, through noticeable walls. So once again, the owners took the door off the 21 Amas sukkah, where the dangling hutzin didn't provide the majority of shade, and used it as a platform instead, after they were told their good asik idea with a tent fucking pillar 
wouldn't work. All right, now it's time for four blah back Hazara. Daf Pezine. So the simmer Daf Pezine is a golden Pez candy dispenser. So here goes. The notorious little thief who repeatedly said he would steal another candy from his friend's golden Pez candy dispenser. Golden Pez candy dispenser? That must be more on Daf Pezine. So the notorious little thief who repeatedly said he would steal another candy from his friend's golden Pez candy dispenser and then do tshuva, which reminds the Mishnah Daf Pehem Beistede, Homer Echtavashuv, Echtavashuv, Ema speaking beyond Olasu's tshuva. One says, I'll send a do tshuva, I'll send a do tshuva. He's not given the opportunity to do tshuva. And the reason why it's repeated twice is in accordance with what Rav Huna said in the name of Rav, the one who doesn't aver and repeats it, Nasal Kaheter. It seemed to him as if it's permissible. So the notorious little thief who repeatedly said he would steal another candy from his friend's golden Pez candy dispenser and then do tshuva had a major turn of heart and beseeched the victim three times with three friends, which reminds that the Gemara brings the halachas regarding appeasing the one that was wrong, such as appeasing the three times and each time he's accompanied by three people, and were also told what to do if the person that was wronged had died. So the notorious little thief who repeatedly said he would steal another candy from his friend's golden Pez candy dispenser, and then the tshuva, had a major turn of heart and beseeched the victim three times with three friends, and said vidui before he joined his family for the suda hamafsekas. Which reminds us that we say vidui numerous times throughout the day, and the Chami said that one should also say vidui before the Suda Mafsekas, lest he gets intoxicated at the meal and is unable to confess. Daf Peches, so the Simmer Daf Peches is a garbage can. So here goes. The Baal carry hiding out in the garbage can. Garbage can? That must mean we're on Daf Peches. Pach, garbage can. The Baal carry hiding out in the garbage can because he was so embarrassed that he wasn't allowed to go to the mikveh after Mincha because in the Ilo was at night, which reminds us on Daf Pezayin on my base. Rav said, Tivilis in the Ilo poteris as Shalarvis. Ne'ilah exempts one from the Chiva Mar, meaning that if one has recited Ne'ilah, he does not have to recite Marv that night because Rav holds that Ne'ilah is recited after nightfall. Otherwise, it could not substitute for Marv. On this Daf, the Gemara teaches that the question of whether Ne'ilah can substitute for Marv is actually a Machlokas Tanaim. So the Balkari hiding on the garbage can because he was so embarrassed that he wasn't allowed to go to the mikvah after Mincha because Ni'ila was at night, was so confused when a sign came down from Shamayim that his sins were forgiven, which reminds us that teacher Bryce has taught the flying Bryce before of Nachman, a Ro'akari Yom Kippurim, a bonus of Mochlingwa. If one experiences an involuntary seminal mission Yom Kippur, his sins have evidently been forgiven. So the ball carry hiding out in the garbage can because he was so embarrassed that he wasn't allowed to go to the mikvah after Mincha because Ni'ila was at night, was so confused when a sign came down from Shamayim that his sins were forgiven, together with a portrait of him in the future with a lot of offspring. Which reminds us, a bright of the Yeshiva of Ishmael taught, one who experiences a seminal mission on Yom Kippur should worry all year long, but if he lives out the year, he may be sure that he has a place in Olam Haba. Rashi explains that living out the year means that he is Meisim Tovim to his credit and is thus deserving of Olam Haba. And Rabbi Dimi came to Babel. He said, Sagi He will live long, multiply, and multiply further. Dab base and Sukkot. So the Simmer Dab base is a bias, a house. So here goes. The above 20 Amasukkah that looked like a house, a house, that must be more in Dab base. The above 20 Amasukkah that looked like a house and was next to a Mavui was declared possible, which reminds us that the Gemara gave two answers as to why the Tani used the term Basula for Sukkah Uschach is above 20 Amos instead of Yemayat that was mentioned by a court that was too high in a Mavui. 
either because a sukkah is a deraisa, or that a sukkah has so many details that the mission would have become unwieldy if it included a fix for every case. So the above 20 on a sukkah that looked like a house and was next to a mavui was declared apostle, because it didn't remind people of the sukkahs in the midbar, which reminds us three different sources were given for why schach cannot be above 20 amos, either because one won't see the schach and be aware they're in a sukkah to remind them of the sukkahs in the midbar, or they'll be shaded from the walls and not the schach, or because it will then need to become a dearest keva. So the above 20 on the sukkah that looked like a house and was next to a mavi was declared possible because it didn't remind people of the sukkahs in the midbar and its walls didn't reach the schach, which reminds us that Rabbi Yoshi has said in the name of Rav that the machokas in the mission between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yehuda is only B'Shein Dafanos Megiyos L'Schach, where the walls do not reach the schach. If they do, the Tanakama would agree that a sukkah higher than 20 amos is kosher. The Gemara says this opinion is in accord with Rav, who disqualified a sukkah more than 20 amos high because the eye doesn't notice the schach. Here, since the walls reach the schach, the eye will surely notice it. Daf Gimel, so the similar Daf Gimel is a gamal, a camel. So here it goes. The huge camel, camel, that must mean we're on gimel, gamal, camel. The huge camel sticking out from his small sukkah was trying to pull his table into it from his tiny house, which reminds us the Beisham Beisho will argue on the minimum size of a sukkah as well as in a case of a large sukkah, whether the table needs to be in the sukkah lest the person is drawn after it and comes to eat in his house. So the huge camel sticking out from a small sukkah was trying to pull his table into it from his tiny house that was too small to be high from a zuzet ma'akim. Which reminds the Gemara brings the Bryce that teaches that a house that is not 4 by 4 almost squared is patamina mazuzamina ma'akim and matamina gaim. Because the word bias is written in the Torah with reference to all of them and a dwelling less than 4 almost squared is not considered a bias. So the huge camel sticking out from his small sukkah was trying to pull his table into it from his tiny house that was too small to be high from a zuzah ma'akeh and was only suitable to keep a shita. Which reminds us that shita may be placed in a house that is less than 4 by 4 amos since the function of a shita is to merge all the courtyards of the mavoi for their use, not for habitation. As long as the shita is located in a protected space, the shita is valid even if that space is less than 4 by 4. All right, that concludes this year. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.